Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. This week, we get our first taste of oxidation, and I can barely contain myself because it is truly amazing what a little oxidation will do to the flavor of tea. Up to this point, we have covered white teas and green teas. Now, white teas have no oxidation, and what really is important to know about white tea is that they are dried, or at least the moisture is removed, rather, with just a little bit of heat. Green teas also have no oxidation, but they are characteristically different in that they are pan-fired or baked, so therefore there's more heat applied. But again, these other two types of tea have no oxidation. This time we move on to oolong teas, and those are partially oxidized. Now we're going to get into what oxidation is in greater detail in a little bit, but we are going to talk about oolong teas for the next few shows. The history of it, where they come from, how they're manufactured, the health benefits, how to buy really good oolong tea, and of course, how to make a great cup of oolong. So, oolong tea, O-O-L-O-N-G. That's how it's spelled. You can also find it as wulong, W-U-L-O-N-G, which is sort of more correct, but sort of two words. And it means black dragon. Now, that's a little unusual because the tea, being partially oxidized, is neither green tea, which is not oxidized, or black tea, which is fully oxidized. It's kind of in the middle, but that's what it's called, black dragon. It's referring to the shape of the leaf, but we'll get to that as well. It's not a commonly available tea. It really represents only about 2% of the world's tea consumption. It is also the most complicated tea in the world to make. It requires a great deal of skill to get right. It's also among my favorite teas. Now, you do not have to be a connoisseur to appreciate it. Even as an everyday tea drinker, having a little uh, glass of oolong tea, you can certainly figure out, wow, this is amazing tea. But it is not always easy to find really good oolong tea. But one thing's for sure, when I love something, I always want to share it with people. So more about that in just a little bit. The history of oolong tea is not anywhere near as old as green tea. You know, we talked about green tea having like a 5,000-year history. Well, oolong tea is closer to 500 years. You might remember some of our discussions about other types of tea and the date 1392 being a very important date in the history of tea. Up to 1392... Tea was generally made as green tea and processed into cakes and distributed around China. Well, that was banned in 1392, and much of the equipment was taken, many of the factories were closed, and the tea industry was effectively shut down for about 150 years. What happened is that the demand for tea, though, still existed, and later many of the loose-leaf tea techniques began to surface, bringing tea back for everybody to consume. And in that span, again around 500 years, 1500 or so, you see oolong tea starting to present itself much like some of the other loose-leaf teas began. We don't know the exact origin, but the suspicion is that 
Buddhist monks who were then drying loose-leaf teas by roasting the leaves over charcoal got some accidentally oxidized tea. So the leaves had started to brown just a little bit, and when they removed the moisture from those leaves using that charcoal, got a very, very unique flavor. Now, this technique of partially oxidizing the leaves and then drying them spread south from Fujian province, where these Buddhist monks really started this, and it moved to Engxi as well as Shaozhou, still in China, and then across to Taiwan. Now, that's really significant because these regions then started to work with the teas and change their levels of oxidation and how they dry them and how they prepared them. What's really interesting is that now oolong teas are so different. Some are long leaves and twisted, and others are nuggets, particularly those that are from Taiwan. They're rolled by hand. They're larger leaves. And so because of all this variation, you get teas that are really very green oolong teas, especially from Taiwan. And you also get teas that are a little darker, brown, almost black tea. And these 500 years of experimentation have resulted in such a wide variety. And the flavors are just amazing. When we come back, I will show you where those amazing flavors come from and how you can get some of them into your home for free from me. Stick around. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. had such a tough time waking up in the morning, but coffee is so hard on my stomach. I need a good alternative. How about tea? It's not just an alternative to coffee, it's a solution. Many tea varieties offer a lift without the negative side effects associated with coffee. You mean no more sour stomach? That's right. Say goodbye to that teeth-grinding, nerve-shaking, dehydrating habit. But isn't tea really bitter? No, not when you've got good tea. There are hundreds of varieties to choose from, and each offers its own unique flavor, from the light and silky to the bold and toasty. Plus, the Maya Tea Company blends many teas with subtle, tantalizing flavors like vanilla, raspberry, and almond. The possibilities are endless. That sounds too good to be true. These great teas must be very expensive. At mayatea.com, you can select the amount of tea you want, and their prices are incredible. Plus, you can save an extra 15%. Just enter STEEP into the coupon code. STEEP? Yeah, STEEP, as in steeping around. Just go to www.mayatea.com, that's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com, and enter STEEP into the coupon code. Thanks. I'm switching to tea today. <laughs> Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking oolong teas this week. As I said before, it's our first step into the world of oxidation. What is oxidation? When you cut an apple, or slice a banana, or watch leaves in the fall, all of those things have a little brown tinge that occurs to them. You'll see perhaps the leaves in the fall have a little browning that occurs on the outside, or clearly when an apple goes a little brown, or when you 
bruise a banana and the little mark or the dent is made and what happens on the inside as well as the outside of the skin. That process is called oxidation. Green teas and white teas not oxidized. Oolong teas are anywhere from 15 to 80 percent oxidized. What else is different about oolong tea than green tea? Green tea is generally picked in the spring, early, right away. The prized green teas are really smaller in length. The leaf is rather short. But for oolong teas, they are picked a little later. April, May, not quite in March. The leaves need time to mature. And therefore, when you make the tea from them, the leaves are naturally bigger. When you make oolong tea, or at least when you manufacture it, there are several things that really separate it from green tea. In order to oxidize those leaves, we have to take them, and then they're gathered up and put into little short mounds. And they're shaken a little bit, which allows the oxidation process to begin. What do I mean by that? Well, they're kind of, the leaves are bruised up a little bit. Imagine them being tossed into baskets, agitated, if you will. So if you take anything, you know, leaves, and if you were to throw them up and down in a basket, they would sort of bump up against each other. They would hit the bottom of the basket. They would uh, be tossed around, and some of the moisture would start to come out. The leaves would start to separate, maybe even tear just a little bit, imperceptibly, really. And that tea juice starts to release itself, and it covers the leaves, and they start to wither a little bit. And as they do that, that fragrance starts to present itself. The fragrance of the juice of the leaves and the withering, you can actually smell the changes occurring. As the teas continue to be worked on, you will see that the oxidation process continues and the teas continue to be agitated. Perhaps a little moisture is added and you start to apply a little heat to encourage it along. Pretty soon, you get this amazing fruity, floral aroma, and depending upon where you are in China or in Taiwan or whoever's making that oolong tea, there's a perfect point, and someone who goes, takes a deep breath and says, oh, it is time to remove the moisture. And then, of course, it's subjected to some heat, some firing over uh, charcoal, which then removes the moisture until it's uh, the appropriate dryness, and then your oolong tea is ready for consumption. One of the reasons that oolong tea is picked later than green tea is because you have to use larger leaves. If you're going to put them into baskets, throw them around, allow them to wither, kind of crush them up a little bit, get that moisture going, you need leaves that are a little larger that can essentially put up or stand up to the processing and, dare I say, a little beating up that you're going to do to the leaves. The leaves need to be a little stronger. They need to be a little bigger. Furthermore, as you allow that leaf to continue to grow, it will also take on more florals, more of the aromatic oils. And then you get that release when you do oxidize the tea. It's remarkable. The flavor of an oxidized tea is exquisite because it truly is the flavor of the land and of the leaves. Taking tea leaves and oxidizing them a little bit to their peak and removing the moisture brings out notes of flowers and butter and fruit like peaches and pears. 
You get little nutty overtones. You get flavors like no other tea that we know. And it's truly, truly remarkable. How can you get some free oolong tea from me? When we come back, I will answer that question along with the question of the week, which is about a few of my favorite things. One of which is all of you, our listeners to the show. And I will show you that love when I come right back. Stay here with us on Steeping Around. Here's a challenge. Go to your cupboard, dig out a tea bag, cut the top off of it, and pour its contents onto your kitchen table. What do you see? Anything more than dust? You're generally looking at the bottom of the barrel tea leaves, the crumbs that fall from the thick, whole, beautiful leaves that the Maya Tea Company uses. Did you know that you can greatly improve the quality of your tea by switching to whole leaf tea without spending one extra dime? Each pound of Maya Tea Company's decadent loose leaf teas brews about 150 individual cups of tea, and you have an extensive variety of types and flavors to choose from. Would you like a green or a black tea? And how about flavored with raspberry or vanilla? The possibilities are endless with the Maya Tea Company. Plus, you can save an extra 15% on your purchases by typing the word STEEP into the coupon code at checkout. See for yourself at www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A dot com. And enter the word STEEP. We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking oolong teas. If after my long discussion about the flavors and the aroma of oolong tea, you would like to get some, you can do so for free. At the end of each show, I always answer the question of the week. And if you will send me your tea-related questions and I use one of them on the air, you will get a free package of tea. And this week it's oolong tea. Very nice oolong tea, I might add. If you have a question that you'd like for me to answer on the air, please send it to me at steep at com. That's my email address. That's S-T-E-E-P at com. You can also post questions or comments about the show on Facebook or fan us on Facebook if you like the show. We also have Facebook sites for the Maya Tea Company as well as Steeping Around. And as always, visit us online at www.mayatea.com. This week's question is kind of a personal one. It comes to us from Linda, and she writes that she enjoys the show very much and listens every week. She knows a lot about tea now, but nothing about the host. So her question is, what do I do every day? What is a day like for the tea guy? Why tea? She also asks about my favorites, and she has several questions on there. And based upon her request, we might actually do a show about a day in the life of the tea dude. We'll see how that goes for a future show. But I did want to answer the question about what is my favorite tea? Because they are oolongs. And it would be impossible for me to pick out 
an oolong tea that is out and out my favorite tea because there's so much variety. But I'm going to tell you a story one time that when I was in the tea business and I'd been in there for several years, I tried a lot of different teas and I was first presented with my first collection of oolong tastings. And these were really, really high-end oolongs, really beautiful. And I remember the first time I tried a tea called Taekwon Yin, which means Iron Goddess of Mercy. Now, aside from having a really strong name, this Taekwon Yin was exquisite. And it blew me away, and it redefined what I thought tea might taste like. Anything that I had thought before was completely erased when I tried this tea. And to this day, it's one of my favorites. Now, among other things that I love besides those teas is the fact that loyal listeners continue to listen week after week and write me, and I absolutely adore that. Getting good oolong teas is a little bit of a challenge. It is not like something you can go to your regular grocery store and it'll be on the shelf or even to specialty stores. It's a little bit of work. Like I said, it's only 2% of the world's production and it's very limited in terms of its availability. But it is not limited in terms of its availability to you. I have chosen three of my favorites and we're putting up on the Maya Tea website and we're putting them up for 50% off you can go there and get these teas and try them for yourself. And they're very easy to make. We're going to cover that in upcoming shows. The first tea that I have is something called Shui Jian, which is Narcissus Oolong. And it has kind of long, wiry leaves. Not too long, but about mid-length, wiry leaves. It has an amazing floral aroma. But it has a pretty strong tea flavor, too. It's a little darker of the oolongs and it's got a nice balance between florals and nuttiness and it packs a pretty strong punch it is amazing and beautiful the other one that we're going to offer is something called lily which is which stands for each leaf is fragrant it's a little like the taekwon yin tea that i told you about earlier it's got a very buttery floral chocolatey roasted profile and it too is really really delightful finally we have something called Huangji Yang which is yellow sprig little softer peachy golden in color sweet slight gardenia aroma also remarkable I've got these three teas and we're offering it to our listeners at a price you cannot believe just so you can try them because I don't think it's fair that I talk about all this stuff and not provide you guys with some access to getting it in a fair manner. So never let it be said that I did not show you the love. Thank you very much for listening this week. Next week we're going to continue to talk about some of the health benefits of oolong tea and what makes it really so special. So We hope you'll join us then, and until next week, have fun steeping around.